1: And a pleasant good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Fans in the Pro on this Friday, December 22nd, just Saturday, Sunday, then Christmas will be on Monday. We are back from the road trip from Los Angeles. Got in early or late this morning, I guess really late this morning. It was almost four o'clock, uh, wheels down. But so I, Deuce is sitting across from me. And I said, Hey, man, when you first walked in, I got one question for you. Because I fell asleep and he sits in front of me. I go, did I snore? Because I felt like I snored last night on that plane. And he goes, I don't know. I was asleep. <laughs> it was, uh, it was not the way uh, we had hoped. Uh, but you know what? I-, I thought about it and looked at it. And you went up against a good football team l- last night, and that football team played pretty good, right? And so you had to, you had to do some things differently. And had some opportunities. You had to make the most of almost all of your opportunities.
2: I think when you look at it overall, I don't think that you're disappointed with the effort because I think the effort was there. You're disappointed with the execution.
1: That's week sixteen, right? Well, I mean, but it's new guys. I mean, it's not. it's not,
2: It's not. It's never going to be the same game plan you're always gonna have some tweaks, you're always gonna do some things different, and then even in certain situations you're gonna have different players doing different things. But I thought, overall, the execution and the lack of, uh, Urgency? Not necessarily urgency. Damn it! Yeah, not necessarily urgency, because the urgency, <laughs> I never get one right. No, the urgency, the urgency was there, But the lack of consistency of doing something over and over and over again to where it's almost uh, repetitive, but it's the right thing to do, you don't have that. Right now you have it where we're going to do it right three plays in a row, and then I'm going to do something just a little bit different. I'm going to come up and I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to form tackle beautiful, perfect. But the next time, I'm going to come up and I'm going to try to butt a guy down. And I'm not going to throw my arms. I, I I am going to quick set a guy as far as an offensive lineman. The next time, I'm going to lunge. And I'm not going to throw my hands. I get beat. I understand the pass protection. I get to the pass protection. I don't finish. I don't drive my feet. And now the defender drives me back into the quarterback. I don't step up completely into the pocket. I don't put the ball on the front shoulder. I put it on the back shoulder. And I mean, and it's just, it is the smallest thing. I mean, the error in the National Football League is not very big. But when you do it, just uh, it's a slip. The ball placement is just a little bit behind. I mean, we're talking inches. We're talking inches. If it's six inches in front, it's a catch. You don't know if it's first down. You don't know if it's second down, third down, whenever it may be, but that's when it happens. And I mean, and so the frustrating thing is you see it. You see progress. You see progress. Now the question, will it carry over? And it's not carrying over consistently. And you're reverting back to bad habits. You're reverting back to mistakes. And it, 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 it's truly frustrating. It is truly frustrating to see.
1: We're gonna let me kind of lay out the show for you today. Four thirty-five, we're gonna have Brian Baldinger uh, from Odyssey NFL Insider. We'll talk about Week Sixteen, the Saints thirty to twenty-two loss to the Rams. We'll talk about uh, the Sunday night matchup, the Monday Christmas Day triple header. So that's coming up at four thirty-five and at five twenty. Antonio Daniels, the Pelicans analyst. Pelicans play tomorrow night uh, at home against Houston. Won in Cleveland last night. We were kind of watching that. Uh, on our phones, anyway, 123 to 104. Uh, so, a good win for them. And then they host uh, the Grizzlies on the big rematch on the 26th. So, that's what we got coming up. Uh, Charlie, do we have time to take a call? Or do you want to take a break? Let's go to Hollywood in Thibodeau. Hollywood, welcome to the show. You're on with fans and a pro, Mike Austin, Deuce McAllister.
2: Hey, Deuce. Hey, Mike. How y'all doing?
1: We're doing okay. You know, we've been better, but we're doing all right.
2: Hey, that was a pitiful performance they had last night. And, those, uh, I want to ask you a question since you were a running back back in your day. What would it take for the Saints to get uh, a, just a decent run game? Because we ain't gotten an at all right now. Could so you to answer that question for me? Yeah, I mean, r- right now the the run that you love the most is outside zone. Um, and you run it well at times, but you don't run it well enough consistently. There's not another run that you can consistently go to if outside zone isn't working for you. I mean, they've run counter a few times and then you uh, when teams are able to slow down or stop, uh, you, you, you take some hill package as far as your heavy inside run gang, you know, what do, what do you go to? And so they haven't been able, been able to have a consistent identity as far as running the football. The linemen, your linemen are built for power run. But that's not really who you are as a team. The the guys that you have are built for power run. You know, and they probably are built for inside run game, whether that's uh, uh, duo or whether that's uh, – and you do run some duo. Uh, whether that's duo, whether that's power, whether that's counter, that, that that's the type of lineman that you have. But because of the system, because of the athletes that you have on the outside and, and Alvin, it's really a zone scheme that you've been trying to uh, – marry and, and 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 be known for and you've done it some but it's just not consistent and you know you, you you've got to be able to run the football and you know 35 yards overall last night it it just it wasn't good enough
1: thanks for the phone call hollywood and Thibodeau. we appreciate it and we'll take a break here on fans in the pro come back talk more with a odyssey nfl insider brian baldinger Talk more about the NFL this weekend ahead with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons, both against AFC foes. That and more coming up. Fans in the pro got to take a break. WWL-AMFM, always free on the Odyssey app.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Welcome back. Saints head coach Dennis Allen on the short week, so now they have some time off, but Ted is... Weekly post game presser of the day after just finished that at four o'clock. So I want to listen into some of what head coach Dennis Allen had to say to the media this afternoon. Really, just about twenty five minutes ago about last night's loss.
3: Dennis, just after looking at the tape of um, just what are some of the things that stood out from yesterday's game against the Rams.
4: Yeah, well, look, I think a lot of the same things that you know we talked about um, last night. Um, you know, obviously we we just weren't consistent enough in any phase of the game. Uh, to give ourselves a real chance in the game. Um, You know, I thought, you know, offensively, um, you know, we had a little, we had something going on the first drive, you know, and then we get to a third down and we end up, you know, getting a sack. Um, You know, basically kind of, you know, dealt with a little bit of the same thing, Um, you know, on another drive there in the, in the, in the first half and, I just felt like there were some things that we did offensively where we moved the ball. um, And yet we stalled out on, on third down once we got across midfield, Um, you know, and then like I said, last night, um, you know, we went in with a little bit of an aggressive mindset, uh, you know, knowing that we were going to have to possess the ball against this team, uh, knowing that we were going to have to score touchdowns. Uh, We went for it on fourth down. Obviously we didn't get it. um, And, and so, uh, you know I, I put the defense in in a couple of bad positions uh in that in that particular situation um you know defensively um, again i thought it was just some inconsistency you know i think you got to give those guys credit uh they made a lot of plays there was uh some plays that they made that were you know contested throws contested catches uh and they made the play and 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 we didn't and then there were some times where we didn't uh, play things exactly how we needed to and got exposed. So uh, I just think overall, um, you know, there's just too much inconsistency in that game uh, for us to be able to win. Dennis, I know Catherine asked a, a question in a similar vein last night, but just how disheartening was this performance when, when you guys are in sort of got to have it already playoff mode? Yeah, look, it was, it was, uh, you know, frustrating and that we didn't play, uh better than we did um but th- look it's the performance we put out there we got to own that performance um and then uh, you own it you make corrections uh and then we have to move forward you know we've got two more division games i have no idea um you know where everything's going to stand uh, by the time we get to the tampa bay game Next week, but that's what we control. We control how we get ready to go play that game, and, and so that's where our focus is going to be.
3: Dennis, two Dennis, straight uh, games where Taysom has just not had a, a big role. Is he just kind of, is that part of the game plan, or is he just operating where he's just not totally available right now? T-
4: give me that question again. I, I couldn't hear you from the very beginning.
3: My apologies. I was going to say two straight games where is really just not seeing a lot of reps. Is is that a case where it's just the game plan or is he just kind of operating where he's not fully hundred
0: percent right now?
4: Yeah, look, I think some of it's, you know, um, uh, based on the game plan, probably, uh, last week was a little more health related. Uh, I don't think that was the case this week. Um, you know, we just didn't get him as, as involved. Um, obviously we had a couple of plays, you know, early in the game, um, you know, where he was involved, but, uh, Look, he's he's a guy that we've got to we've got to do a better job of, of keeping him involved in the game plan. Get him going a little bit because he's been you know been able to be a weapon for us. Yeah, with with Elanti, um, you know, obviously he sat him down last night. You know, has there been any consideration in maybe moving him back outside? And how how did he respond to that to that situation? Well, look, I mean, you know, obviously anytime um, you get sat down in the game, you're not happy about it. Um, and, and I get it. He's, a, he's competitive. Um, look, he's a, he's a really good young player. Um, and I still have all the confidence in the world. He'll respond the right way. Um, and, and, uh, but, you know, we, we felt like, and I felt like at that point in time that, you know, we needed to set him down and give Ugo an opportunity to go in there and play. And so, uh, you know that's what we did, and 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 yet I know Alante going to respond the right way. And just to and just to be clear, you're, you're, he's going to stick in that role in the slot. Yes, Dennis. Uh, Derek Carr mentioned something about a play where Chris Olave's shoe blew up last night. Did you know which play he was referring to? I I don't. Okay, like he it made it seem like it, it it affected one of the like third down or fourth down plays early in the game. But. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm I'm unaware of that. You know, obviously I know the, you know, the third down play right there before, you know, in the two minute drive at the end of the first half was obviously a, uh, you know, a critical play in the game. And I thought we had an opportunity to, to, uh, you know, convert a first down there. Um, and, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't convert. Um, and, and I think that was a big play in the game. Looking ahead, do you anticipate
5: getting any, help on the injury front for the for the Bucks game I know it's a, a ways off though so.
4: yeah I, I don't I don't really know that um you know we, we 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 came out of this game um you know fairly clean uh and so um you know hopefully we'll be able to get you know some guys back but it's probably too early for me to really to really know um based on the fact that that game's still you know 10 days away
1: Saints head coach Dennis Allen speaking with the media this afternoon. That is just part of it. We'll have some more later in the show. This is Fans in the Pro, Mike Austin, Deuce McAllister. We'll be speaking with Baldy, Brian Baldinger, coming up. The Odyssey NFL Insider. Talk about Week 16. Talk about those two games that we were talking about. The Saints, really the three games. The Colts at Atlanta, Jacksonville at Tampa Bay, and a lot more. Stay with us here on Fans in the Pro, www.lamfm.com. Always free on the Odyssey app. Welcome back on this Friday, Mike Hoffs and Deuce McAllister. December 22nd, the Saints' tough loss in Los Angeles against the Rams. Joining us now, an Odyssey insider, Baldy. Brian Baldinger joining us. Brian, welcome to the show. You're on with Mike and Deuce McAllister.
5: Mike, Deuce, Merry Christmas to you all. Um, Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: So, take well, well, there's a few angles we're going to look at. We're going to talk about, of course, the Saints, then, Really, the two games this weekend that impact them, Jacksonville, Tampa, Indy, and Atlanta. But the Saints and Dennis Allen, about 15, 20 minutes ago, talked to the media and he said, you know, frankly, just we weren't consistent in any area of the game to, to play a team really as talented as the Rams and uh, that played as well as the Rams and played as well as the Rams have been playing the last five weeks.
5: Well, that's true. I mean, um, they executed at a very high level from the very beginning. Um, you know, the, look, the Saints play, have played great man coverage, man defense all year long, and have given quarterbacks like they just saw against Carolina and the Giants fits. But this is a Super Bowl-winning MVP quarterback they played last night. And it's just a different game. It's just you have to play a different defense. You have to – and then you have to match that, you know, offensively. And Derek Carr – and what they're doing offensively can't compete with the Rams right now. And it was look, they made a couple nice touchdowns in the fourth quarter, down thirty to seven to make it close. But honestly, I thought the Rams are just playing and and executing at a, a totally different level than the Saints are.
2: Brian, when I look at it, you know, probably the biggest area that I was disappointed in um was was the play in the trenches. I mean, and that's mm-hmm. that, that's probably that's where you lost the yep. game, to be honest. I mean, because yeah. I felt like if the New Orleans Saints offensively could block them up front, that they could they yep. could give themselves a chance. I mean, they could they could mm-hmm. give themselves a chance. I felt like that with the receivers and the skill positions that they had, that they could win. There were some matchups that they could win down the field, but not yep. being able to block them consistently up front. And then that leads to not being able to run the ball, and vice versa. Um, the Rams, you know, they may not have a lot of uh, names up front as far as guys that, that people know across the league, but they dominated the line of scrimmage against the Saints uh, last night.
5: Both sides, Deuce, both sides. I mean, you, you saw – I don't know how many yards Kamara had. He was getting about two yards to carry. Uh, I don't know what the final tally was, but it wasn't very good. And so they couldn't run it against him. And then you watch what Kyron Williams did. And, I mean, he's, he's a great back, a great young back that people are finding out about now. He leads the National Football League in, you know, 96 yards a game right now. Uh, even McCaffrey can't match that. But uh, I, I thought that, you know, the Rams fixed their offense line this year. They, they picked up Kevin Dotson from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they drafted uh, Avila, and Alar Jackson stepped in for Whitworth, and they put their line together. And they've played really, really good, Deuce, um, for most of the year. And when Kyron Williams is in there, they could run the ball with the best of them right now in this business. And, and then vice versa, you know, the Saints, I mean, they really couldn't, they couldn't do much up front. And so it became a passing game for them, and, you know, they just weren't, uh, you know, just weren't up to speed.
2: Brian, when you look at that Saints offensive line, and this is just from uh, an outsider's view, and me and Mike were talking about it earlier, the, the play that they love to run is outside zone. But mm-hmm. how that line is built, it 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 seems that they're more built to run inside scheme, or at least more zone or or, or gap scheme. You know, it, it, it's really late in the year. I mean, I don't think that they ever got comfortable with a fit, whether it was gap scheme or zone scheme, to be able to produce from a rushing standpoint consistently.
5: Well, I mean, Doug Brees has coached both styles, and, um, you know, I think that the style of offense they would like to run. They would like to be able to execute that outside zone. I think you've got to be able to do both, to be honest with you. I mean, the zone scheme is good, but you know, teams want to try to take that away. It's good that, it's, it's good sometimes just to punch people in the mouth and run some power and pull some guards and pull some by, backside tackles. They don't seem to be particularly good at it. Um, and so maybe that's one reason why they don't do a lot of it. But, you know, I think you know they, they, they missed on Trevor Penning that left tackle and they're playing some guys that probably are backups in this business right now, so and they're down ram check, and so they're playing a the young kid and young at right tackle. Um, they got to be better up front, dudes. Period.
1: So Baldy, you were correct about Alvin. He had nine carries, 19 yards, long of of a five. So, uh, rushing the ball was 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 tough last night. And I and I kind of looked some. This ain't we've seen this before. This down by 19 points and they make this you know. Come back towards the end. To me, I want to kind of talk about the end of the second quarter. So Saints are down 10 0. The Rams just miss a field goal. So the little momentum shift. Saints come down, 45 yarder to Rashid Shaheed to make it 10 7. All of a sudden we got a new ball game. Yep. Rams go three and out. Saints get the football, face a third and five. They're already in Ram territory. So they're driving. Under two minutes Alave to play. Olave drops it. And so, and then it's fourth and five. Uh, don't get it. Uh, incomplete and bam, the Rams go down, score a touchdown. So instead of the possibility of 14 10, maybe Saints or 10 10 at halftime, you're down 17 7. And the momentum that you might have had, you never got back.
5: I agree. That was a big pivot. I, I really questioned the call at the time. I'm not, you know, playing, um, you know, uh, 2020 here. But I mean, I, I thought at that time you pumped that ball and you make them go a long field and. If they can do it, they can do it. But I, I put my defense out there on the field at 10-7 right there and don't give them a short field. Unless they had a play that they absolutely you know, felt really good about, um, that they, you know, that has worked in the past and you know, maybe the Rams hadn't seen whatever, but I, I thought that was a real gamble uh, right there. I thought if you don't make it, you're giving the Rams a half a field and you know, they, they got the plays that they needed to go down and punch it in, and then they got the ball to start the third quarter and went down and kicked the field goal, and it started to get away from them pretty quickly, but that was definitely a pivotal play in the game, and I'm sure if Dennis Allen was asked about it, he might rethink that situation right there, because, you know, honestly, there was a play early in the game that bothered me, Um, you know, when it was third and 20, early in the first quarter, and they just, you know, they they ran a quick draw, and they seemed content just to punt the ball away. And I thought, well, if they're not going to be aggressive there, are they going to be aggressive at all all night? Because I always think you got to be aggressive. Even at the end of the first half when there was 15 seconds left and you had timeouts, Like I think you have to be aggressive all the time in this league, especially if you're going up against an offense that's clicking as well as the Rams are.
2: Yeah, one of the issues, though, is you, you talked about it earlier, You get the sack on third down and it it, it forces you to punt. And so it changed a little bit of what you could do and the clock in the quarterback uh, in his head. Uh, You talked about that 15 seconds. You remember the play before, the previous play. He threw a deep ball and it was pressure. He probably threw it. He said it. He threw it quicker or sooner than he wanted to. But one of the defensive linemen was – coming down, and, you know, we, we talked about it. I don't even think Rasheed ever located it. I mean, and it, it landed probably seven or eight yards in front of him. Him normally that's one that he's going to go and get, but he never even located it, not knowing that it would be thrown or when it was thrown. And so, you know, I, it, for me it all boils down to can you give the quarterback enough time, and he never was comfortable. And once he became uncomfortable and then you had a couple of drops on third down, you never got your rhythm back.
5: I agree with that, Deuce, and, and conversely, I thought uh, Matt Stafford had good time last night. I thought he had a real good time. Um, they, they, they barely touched him all night long. I think they got one sack. But, I mean, really. Hey, backed and when, him, he backed into it. When he had a time to escape and buy time, he did it two or three times, including the one to Demarcus Robinson for 30-something yards uh, at the end of the first half there. I mean, he was able to do a scramble drill, get the ball out and saw the field really well. Um, you know, I thought that when they rushed four last night, they they didn't get much pressure on, on Matt Stafford.
1: So looking at this weekend for the Saints and really just the NFC South, you have Jacksonville at Tampa. Right now um, uh, Trevor Lawrence is listed as questionable. Indianapolis at Atlanta. The Saints need all the help they can get. These two are AFC games for both of these NFC South opponents. Uh, Jacksonville was playing great, but boy, they've really struggled uh, in, in most recent weeks. How kind of, you know, shape those games up for us?
5: Well, I mean, the, Jacksonville, surprisingly, they don't run the ball well at all. I mean, Travis Etienne is a non-factor in most of these games. He was against the Ravens uh, last Sunday night when they last played. Um, that, that's, and so they're down Christian Kirk and, Other guys have gotten hurt, including Trevor. So, but, you know, defensively, they've just given up a lot of big plays. They did against the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. I was just getting dizzy watching Lamar Jackson run around and make one throw after another. And so, but that's been going on now. I mean, Jacksonville at one time had a really good record. But it's about how you're playing in December right now. They're not playing good football. So, Look, Tampa Bay has figured out how to run the ball. They've played the same five offensive linemen up front. They've gotten better. Uh, Tristan Worf's going to the left side. Took a while for him to adjust. But, you know, Rashad White right now, the last month, is having a really good month. And Baker Mayfield just finished the best game of his life up in Green Bay. And then, you know, Atlanta's like they're going back to Taylor Heineke right now, which they should because Desmond Ritter was just awful last week against Carolina, and you have to do something to try and ignite the team. Um, But I I really like the way Indianapolis is playing. Um, They're running the football really good right now. Uh, The the quarterback, Gardner Minshew, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And defensively, they're surprisingly, because they've been drafting defense linemen uh, at the top of the draft for a long time, and those kids are starting to really come on. Their pass rush is pretty good. I think they're going to affect Taylor this game.
1: Well, Baldy, we appreciate your time. As always, it's going to be interesting. Always is. The NFL somehow just manages a way to to get these these teams and these games that uh, have impact and have, uh, you know, playoff implications. We'll see how it all shakes out this weekend. But as always, have a great Christmas, and thanks for joining us.
2: Merry Christmas, guys. Have Merry a great Chris- one, and you, I'll talk to you soon. You as well, Baldy. Merry Christmas, brother. Thank you. Yep. See you, buddy.
1: Odyssey insider, Baldy, joining us talking about the NFC South and what has to happen. Take a break. This is Fans in the Pro on a Friday afternoon here in downtown New Orleans. My cost, Deuce McAllister, WWLAMFM.com, always free on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. WWL is your home for the holidays and all year long. Tonight at 7 o'clock, we will bring you Marty Buffalini's – hope I'm saying that correctly. I apologize, Marty, if I'm not – The radio play, It's a Wonderful Life, and I'm embarrassed because I'll tell you in a second. Enjoy the classic story of George Bailey and his guardian angel Clarence tonight from 7 o'clock on WWL and the free Odyssey app. I'm embarrassed because I actually did this a few years ago. It's a radio of It's a Wonderful Life, like you would hear back in the
2: 20s. right? So you were reading it.
1: I was the narrator, and I was the the actors. They had actors who did everybody, George, but I was like, and George goes Mm -hmm. down to, you know. So I was a part of it. It was really cool because they would make sound noises. And anyway, it's, it's it's cool to listen to. And that's tonight from 7 o'clock. So if I I'm, I was in it, and I'm, I'm not 100% sure of Marty's last name. But that's coming up tonight, uh, 7 to 9. So let's get to the phone calls. Cody in Lakeview. Cody, welcome to the show. You're on with Deuce and Hoss. Hello. Hello. We're here, Cody. Yeah. This is Cody. Yeah,
3: I'm from Lakeview. Um, I know this sounds like a broken record because so many people have been saying it for so many years. But Taysom Hill his, he was in the quarterback room. Now I heard he's working within the uh, tight end room. You know, he's—he's he's a monster. He's four four forty. How much he weighs? Like two twenty five, two thirty um, five. Six two. I don't think anybody can stop him. Line him up in our backfield. And just feed the animal, feed the beast. And I want to see someone actually stop him in the NFL. Up until now, I don't see anybody that can consistently stop the man. You know, he, he, if you give him enough touches, he's good for at least seven points every game. So if they'd give him enough touches, it might have been a tie game overtime last night.
1: He's 6'2, 221, just so because I happen to have it. So just so we know.
3: He's right up there. He, well, Derrick Henry's probably 20 pounds heavier but he's not as fast, and uh, you know, Taysom Hill just has that X factor. He's just a go-getter.
1: But are you saying and, uh, in he, his same role, like keep him in his same QB role, QB power, QB you know, bash, that type of stuff, or actually move him more into a running situation, like running back situation?
3: Put him, uh, I'm just saying with all due respect, line him up in the backfield with Kamara or, or alternate him out. Put him as a traditional running back. I mean, I know that the Swiss Army knife is, you know, people think it's cool or cute or whatever, but he's just not getting enough touches a game. I could see him doing something like these running backs in the past. They just get hot in the playoffs and you just get on their back and roll into the Super Bowl and win it. Like uh, who was the guy for the Redskins back in the day? Riggins, you know. Yeah, John Riggins. John Riggins, yeah. Pretty much he put up monster numbers, especially in the playoffs. You know, just a guy like that, you can for, for what is it, four playoff games and you know Super Bowl, and then you might win. You know, anybody could win one game. So you could ride him, give him the touches. You know, I don't want him to get hurt. You see, the 49ers are using McCafferty too much, and he's a little bit accident prone. Same thing with Taysom; he got hurt a lot in college. I mean, I think he, he was out for a while with us for a while, but you know. Don't 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 too much of a good thing. But when you get the playoff time, put him in the running back row, Line him up the running back there, and the teams can pick their poison. They want to stop Kamara. They want to stop Taysom. And then receivers are going to get open. And uh, you know the tight end,
2: uh,
1: Cody. Cody, saying, we right got up. it. to give, got to give Do some time to answer.
2: Well, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't gonna work. <laughs> I don't need any time. Uh, um he he he's at his best when he's a Swiss army knife i mean you talk about just a traditional running back position i mean he this is not his first year in the league it didn't he didn't do that or attempt to do that in college for a reason and so um putting him using him in different factors uh he, he is a good ball carrier but it's a little bit different when you're talking about a traditional running back He is a tough player. I mean, the Saints have to continue to figure out ways to get him the ball. He's lined up as a tailback. But, I mean, when you talk about putting two tailbacks in the game, you you know one of those guys has to block. You know, uh, if you're going to play 21 personnel, uh, two H's in the game, one of them's going to block. One of them's got to block. Uh, If if, if the other isn't getting the ball, one of them's got to block. And so – uh, but that's that's not going to work. I mean, but they have to figure out a way to get Taysom to football more.
3: I don't mean to cut you off. What about alternating Kamara and Taysom?
2: As far as what? She...
3: Not having a in at the same time.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, you you, 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 you can do that, but it, it, I, I don't see Taysom being a traditional tailback working. That's what I'm telling you.
1: He doesn't okay. – like. we even talked about that earlier this year, about him having to actually take the ball yeah, like a running back would because he's never done it.
2: Yeah, I mean, just from a pure handoff uh, standpoint, uh, they've used him as a, a single back before, but to do it and say that you're going to get him 20 touches as a traditional tailback, it, it's just not going to work. It may, it, it may work for a couple snaps throughout the game, but to say you're going to do that 10, 15, 20 times a game, it's just not going to work.
1: Thank you for the phone call, Cody. We do appreciate it. I mean, everybody's looking for looking for answers. It happens uh, when you are seven and eight with two games left, and it's just been uh, an up and down year uh, trying to get a three game win streak. They've not had one, and so at Tampa Bay on December 31st, and then the Atlanta game, which we still do not know and probably won't know after this weekend because they're both playing AFC teams. But we'll see what happens. Uh, after this weekend, as to when that Atlanta game will be, it's yeah. either Saturday or Sunday, and it looks more like Sunday. But don't you know? Don't make any plans. just don't make plans.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, most people will make the plans, and if they have to change them, you know, <laughs> they'll change them. But uh, we probably will know something after this weekend. You think? Not, yeah, I think so. But I mean, it's not guaranteed that the NFL—they want all suspense, and so you know they'll wait to the last moment. I do know that um, if Tampa Bay is successful this weekend, then it will really depends on what happens uh, between our game right. and, and Tampa Bay before they set that final. But, you know, uh, we'll see. I mean, because you don't want any team to have a competitive advantage if they're both uh, watching the clock. Now I can pull my guys because I know we're right. already in different things of that uh, nature going on. First hour in the books.
1: Coming up at hour number two, we will hear from Antonio Daniels, talk about the Pelicans, also the rest of the Dennis Allen presser, uh, press conference from earlier this afternoon. Talk Saints, talk NFL, Pelicans, and a lot more. The news is next. You're listening to the fans and the pro. my Austin, McAllister, back after this. Here is the news.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?